by Rebecca Spencer. from almost the halfway line. Welcome to N17 Women, the only podcast dedicated to Spurs women's team. In today's podcast, we'll be reflecting on the transfer window as a whole and spending a little time on our latest signing, Celine Bizet. We're also going to be recapping the Women's Cup tournament that happened in Louisville, in which Spurs competed, and talking about what we've learned from the team, what formations Rianne is using and what we might expect from it over the coming season. We've also got some exciting additional content because Caroline and Abby managed to catch up with a few players and with Rianne Skinner during the tournament. So my name is Rachel. I'm going to be your host for today and I'm joined by Abby, Caroline and Sean. How are you all doing? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good to hear it. I'm doing well. Um, Good to be back with you all and to get your reflections on the tournament. Um, So we're going to start by talking about the two games that Spurs ended up playing and then we're going to go and have a little bit more of a conversation about what we learned from it all so Abby can you start us off with game one who did Spurs play and what was the outcome yeah so uh we played Clue America and um they were so that they're from um the Mexican league and we knew they were going to be quite attacking and they sure delivered on that they so we lost that game 2-1 Um, and it definitely felt pretty bad at the time because they were sort of like two early on quick fire goals and nobody likes to go down an early two nothing. Um, but to my mind, watching them back, they did really feel like very preseason goals to concede. The first one was off of a corner and they sort of like exploited the space in between, um, Tinney, who is our goalkeeper in that game, and Amy Turner, who, you know, is our new center back signing and hasn't played with the team before. That was her first game. So that sort of seemed to rattle the group. And then right after Club America hit back really quickly and caught our back line, pushed up way too far and, and put one of their super fast, super attacking forwards in a foot race with our back line. And it's our preseason. No one's at full fitness. There was no way that was going to end well for us against the player who's already especially known for her 1v1s um, or an entire front line, rather, that's known for their 1v1s. But, um, yeah, we started out that game with a very familiar two out of three up front with Rosella and Jess. And then we did get to see Nicola um, playing a striker for the first time. Um, but then at halftime, we saw our new signings introduced, like Salim Bissett, who we'll talk about later. And um, and we also saw Angarad James introduced, and they really did make a difference. And we were able to pull one goal back with absolutely gorgeous work from everyone uh, all the way from, I've talked about this goal a lot before, but Nicola starting the press to have ultimately Ash, I think, win the ball back and lay it off to... Um, Ankara James in midfield, who then played a gorgeous through ball to Celine Bizet, who dribbled into space, uh, side-footed the ball out to Nicola, and Nicola just had this gorgeously timed shot, finish at the near post. It was awesome. It gets better every time I watch it. 
And so, yeah, uh, watching the game back and knowing what we know now, I'm actually pretty happy with that. And I thought we looked pretty good other than the 10 minutes in which we conceded two goals. <laughs> Thanks, Abby. And we will put the link to that goal on Twitter so that anybody who hasn't managed to catch it has a chance to see it because it really was special. Um, I'm going to move on and get Caroline to tell us about what happened after that. And then we're going to do a bit more sort of general chat about what we've learned from those two games. Because after losing that game, Tottenham were then in the fifth slash sixth place playoff game. So, Caroline, tell us about how that went. Yeah, so we were playing Tokyo Verdi Belitsa, who they had lost to AC Milan in the first round. And from having watched a little bit of that game, I knew that we were going to have to be really on them defensively because they, they're just such a technically strong team that if you let them get into any sort of space in the box, they're taking a shot and they're very good at it. Um, and we did see several times throughout the game that they just narrowly missed scoring, you know, hitting the crossbar, hitting the post. Um, Becky Spencer started in this game and she had to make some good saves too. But the, the match would end up 2-1. And it was a little different from the Club America game in that our opponent only scored once in the first half um, and we were able to hold them back. And actually, Evelina Sumanen almost equalized right before halftime with a free kick. So we, we kind of came into the second half with some momentum and we were able to get a goal back shortly after halftime. Um, at this point, Rosella Ayan had come in and she was playing a striker. And this was when our, our high press sort of started to take effect because we forced an error from the goalkeeper for Tokyo. Um, she had a poor, you know, pass out from the back and Jessica Naz was able to intercept that and, you know, just had an inch perfect pass to Roz who was able to coolly finish um, and score the goal for us. So that was an encouraging sign. Um, unfortunately, we were not as strong defensively and had sort of a poor clearance out from our own um, defensive line after a corner for Tokyo and one of their players was able to just volley it into the goal um, pretty pretty close to the end of the match so there were still chances for us to equalize and at least get a draw and force the penalty shootout um, and I think it was another case of we had had sort of a slower start to the game and took a while to ramp up so kind of frustrating to see that once again, we weren't able to, you know, force, force the penalties and see what happened there, but some promising signs in this game too. Okay. So two, two, one losses, um, some promising signs, but it did mean that as far as the tournament went, Spurs ended up six. So not a great tournament performance, but obviously a lot of the point of preseason is to learn things and to create opportunities for the team to learn to play together. So what did we learn? And let's start off by thinking about formations here, because I think some of us were a bit surprised by some of the formations, maybe. We got a special appearance of Molly Bartrip right back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had Molly Bartrip at right back. We had Amy and Shalina playing centre. And we had Ash on the left initially. Yeah, so I think one of the yeah, things... Yeah, so it was a back four in the first it was game. That's right. Yeah. In fact, so this is silly. I have it literally right in front of me. I don't know why I didn't look it up until now. I'm sorry. I made a formation chart beforehand. So, yeah, it was four at the back. And the the fullbacks were Ash Neville and Molly Bartrip, which was interesting. I don't think Molly Bartrip really is a right back 
Um, then we had, yeah, we had Shalina and Amy in the center. Then we had a sort of double pivot of Evelina and Drew Spence. And then uh, Ramona was playing the 10 in that game, Ramona Petzelberger. And then Jess, Naz, and Rosella were the wingers. And we had Nicola up top. But that also then changed, didn't it, at halftime? So at halftime, we had Ramona went off and Angarad came on and then started playing further back, which meant that Drew was playing slightly further forward for a while. Yeah, though she was only on the pitch for about five or ten minutes before she went off injured. Um, she looks fine, by the way. I've seen her in training since, so good news. It looked like a knee at first. Um, yeah. Yeah, so she had pushed up at first, but then quickly, quickly had to go off. And I think it was Celine Bissett who came in for her then, so or Ellie Brazil. All of the new people ended up on the pitch at first, <laughs> or at the end. Yeah, so let's have, I mean, one of the things that came out of, I guess, that game, both games to some extent, which you hinted up a little bit in your discussion, is that there seems to be more... Uh, confusion perhaps or there were perhaps more concerns than we expected in defense over the summer when we've been talking about transfers we have been spending a lot of time talking about scoring goals and getting goal scorers in um, and let's talk about that in a minute but there were definitely things that happened in defense which made me more worried than I thought I would be um, I don't know if that's something yeah. that other people shared Caroline I think that really just the big uh, I don't want to say issue necessarily, but challenge was having Amy Turner coming into this back line and she has not had a lot of minutes um, in recent history because of the whole situation with the Orlando pride. She was not, you know, in the match day squad for them. So not only are we bringing in a, a player who's new to our formation, but someone who's a little rusty in general. So I think she just, she was not slotting seamlessly into the back line. But hopefully once she gets some more minutes, you know, playing next to Shalina and Molly, um, we'll see that look a little smoother. And, I, you know, I think she had some some good instincts. She was just maybe a step behind pace a few times. And because we were having her play centrally, um, you know, like Abby alluded to, Molly Bartrip is not a natural right back. So that just was kind of off. And then... Um, you know, that since we were playing a back four originally, we had Ash Neville playing at left back and we hadn't really seen her playing on the left side in quite a while. And I, I don't necessarily think that she played poorly, but I think um, there are times in the first game and in the second game when she shifted to the right flank and also was playing further up where I think we saw her play more effectively. So, I mean, the good thing about these games being preseason is that we had you know, Rand had a chance to sort of tweak the formations throughout the game because um, we did see the back three come in. And in the second game, honestly, it was like the formation was very fluid and it wasn't even necessarily so weird. It, yeah, it was not a consistent <laughs> back four or back three. Um, it was yeah, it was strange. <laughs> it was very zonal. But, it was like, I, yeah, I zonal. That's a good way to a put lot. it. It was like the right back spot was like at, it was like Amy Turner, Jess Naz, and Evelina were like cycling through it like a right back tornado. It was like yeah. bizarre. And the same on the left too. Yeah, with, the same with on Ash the left. and Ismita. Mm -hmm. Ash and Ismita were also doing a left back tornado and it was really interesting and it wasn't the most defensively sound. Like, I don't think we actually conceded while it was like that. 
Um, so I think a better team would have exploited the space that that left, but it was really interesting to watch. I found it really enjoyable and it made us really fun in attack. And I will say, I, I am not concerned about defense or I am, but I'm not more concerned than I was before the tournament. I have said this tons and tons of times on this podcast and like on Twitter and like everywhere that our center backs have actually never looked that good by the numbers. Not even like Molly looks good by her passing numbers, but their defense numbers, like we actually don't get a ton of defense for them. And where we get that defense from is from our pressing all over the rest of the fields and in preseason due to fitness and organization, our press was never going to be as coordinated as it usually is during the season. And I think that exposes our center backs because that's not usually what they're asked to do. And I think that what we saw in this tournament was really just like the logical conclusion of like, when you have a whole team that relies on fitness and organization to defend together as a unit and you're betting in new players and you're playing in an unfamiliar climate, it's going to leave the center backs exposed Mm -hmm. like that. So I am not concerned more now than I was before, but I will say before I was kind of wondering, looking at the numbers, I was like, is our defense going to hold up this year or did we get lucky last year? I have not seen anything to allay those concerns for me, but I also haven't seen anything new that has made me more concerned than I was before. Well, I would say two things in response to that. Uh, one of them is that we should note that Karis Harrop didn't make the trip. Oh, true. Yeah. Um, and I think she was a big loss defensively for the team. Um, and then also, you know, it's, it's definitely something to think about. Like, are we not going to be as strong defensively this season? But to me, what we saw from these games in the tournament is that it almost seems like Rianne is prioritizing the attack a little bit more this season, which I think is good because obviously we need to score more goals. Um, but we did see, see the effect of that a little bit. So just to add to that, Karis is out because she is injured. We haven't had a lot of detail, but we think it's her back injury um, and she may not be available at the start of the season. But like I said, there hasn't been any formal information from the club about it. Sean, what about you? How are you feeling about our defence? Am I worrying too much? Is Molly really going to be able to fill in when needed at right back? And Well, I mean, I, like we've said, caveat is this was first game of the season that we're talking about Molly at right back and the uh, first game of pre-season really. And um, things things are different in pre-season, but I am worried that um, our, our, that our cover really, our defensive, you know, we were saying, okay, we've got a good defence and we've got enough players to cover, but Rhea Percival being out, Keris Harrop being out, Esther Morgan being out, um, all of them potentially, we don't know how long for potentially, some some of them potentially till next year, does worry me when you look at how we've played. Um, Amy Turner is new, so she's settling in, but in both the games in Louisville, our centre-backs did not look like they'd worked together before. You could tell they were new together um, and that was worrying, um, particularly when we've had a season where Shalina and Molly came together and worked really well I thought I mean I'm not a numbers person I don't look at numbers I look at the game and and they work well together um I think of the two Molly's probably the better centre-back um but and 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 she and she came into the defence and the defence didn't change a great deal before last season just um bringing Molly in and 
uh, and it worked well. I mean, our, our attack has been our problem for the last couple of seasons. Um, but I, I am worried that 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 we've lost cover. Um, as Mita Ale is is looking good, but she's still young, and there were still moments when she was playing left back, and Ash had to come over from right wing to <laughs> to get her out of trouble, and that's a long way to be running. Um, you know, and in games, you, you know, you don't really want your right winger playing at left back for even a fraction of a moment. So, you know, there are concerns there. Um, there's still a long time to go in terms of pre-season. And I think uh, I'm sure there'll be, uh, it, it will be a lot better. Um, but it does concern me that that our backups are all, are all pretty much injured at the moment. Yeah, I got to say, when I found out about Karis, I was like, man, I really wish we'd sign another left back now or even a right back because Ash can play on both sides. So I think Ash Ash plays on either side equally well, you know, uh, maybe a bit rusty at left back, but she she did both last season as well as right wing. Um, and she is right footed, I think, but she played her first couple of seasons with us as left back. Um, and so I think there's no worries with her playing at left back. Um, and I know a lot of people yeah. like her as, as an attacking player, but um, for me, you know, the the um, the last ditch saves of things that that she brings to the the fullback role or, or wing back, however you, you want to play it, are are crucial. And we don't, you don't have many players who put it all on the line as much as she does, which you can tell by the fact that she has in her Spurs career scored a couple of own goals. But that's because she's the last one on the line trying to clear it out. Um, so. Uh, for me, if you know playing defence, I love Ash doing that. I mean, she's great in attack, but we we need to sort out the wing. We've got enough wingers now. In defence, we haven't got so many players, so I think we need to be looking at at the at the players who are traditional wingers in the wings and letting Ash sit back and do her Jan Vertonghen runs when she gets fed up of attackers not attacking. And I think the thing is, isn't it, that if the defence is more generally stable. It gives Ash, even playing fullback, more opportunities to go forward. Whereas when we've got a more fragile defence, she's going to have to be a more defensive-minded fullback or defensive-minded winger in the case of the last couple of games. It certainly felt like when Amy Turner was moved to the right-back position, there was more stability with Molly and Shalina reprising their centre back roles and their partnership um, and so some of what you're saying there about their familiarity seem to come to the fore even in these games um, but I don't think Amy Turner is a natural fullback either so it's about thinking about how to do that and I guess like you all said a big part of Spurs getting their defence together in that first game was Angered coming on um, and really shoring up the defensive midfield and taking that Maver role. So what did we think about, yeah, going further forward, I guess, some of those midfield players and how they were performing in these games? Yeah, I certainly think that Anne Harrods was, you know, brightest, probably, you know, when she came on in the midfield, it made a difference um, to what we were doing. And I think she's going to be a great addition. Um, uh, you know, we've got... Attacking options as well, but I think she came on and made a difference. I, um, I don't know what it was. Drew Spence didn't quite seem to, um, to be on her game in that in that first game, and obviously then went off injured. So, um, it may just be you know she'd had a bit of holiday and a bit of, uh, you know, some stuff going on, and she came back and she was getting used to the new side. So hopefully we'll see more from her and better from her 
as as you know she beds into the team a little bit but um i think Anne Harrod, we all when she came on went oh okay this has got a little bit better it's really interesting i i think i agree from a defensive perspective but but i thought that drew really stood out in attack and in the stadium everyone was like like basically everyone I talked to was like, Oh my gosh, look at Drew Spence's passes. Like this is so great. And so I, I think it might be that that wasn't coming through on TV just because like people weren't always like winning the balls on the other end. Um, and I think like from the panned out perspective, you could like get more of a sense of like what she was trying to do. Um, but a hundred percent, the defense got short up when Angarad came on and, Drew Spence like moved forward into the 10 position, um, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, and Angerad was just like, oh my gosh, she came on and it was such a surprise for me because I didn't really know what to expect from her, especially not after we saw uh, Amy not really having a great deal of fitness in the first half. And I thought Angerad was going to be similar because I also thought she hadn't played that much in a while and she just came like bang right out of the gate, play, like doing these gorgeous little tricks and spins as well as being very defensively solid and hitting these incredible passes one of which resulted in a goal and just running all over the place I thought it was great I love her already yeah and I think she's going to be someone who uh provides really good cover for Rhea until she's back from her injury um I feel a lot better when James was in the midfield in general like not just defensively because one thing I was noticing you know I was kind of thinking about how is seeing Spurs women in person different from when I'm watching them on TV? And one thing that really stood out was how reliant we were at times on playing out wide. And I felt like when James came in, we were able to, you know, utilize that central route a lot more effectively. So that was good. I think the one disappointment for me from like the new signings was Ramona Petzelberger. I feel like she kind of struggled to like get stuck into the game um, and part of that is just like we've been saying of the preseason, you know, new players, lack of communication, just like needing more time to develop that chemistry. Um, but I definitely thought James was the most impressive uh, when it came to the midfield signings. Yeah, it did kind of seem like the game was happening around Ramona at times and like she wasn't quite like getting involved as much as mm-hmm. as she I think like she was definitely better in the second game than the first, but I still, I mean, I mm-hmm. still have questions, but she looks like she's getting along really well with everyone. So that's a good start. Um, yeah. And I don't know why this just reminded when you said progression out wide, um, it reminded me that I wanted to say that I actually really, I've had this thought before. I really like Ash and Ismita playing on the same side <laughs> because um, they have a really good understanding. And if you remember correctly, when Ash was scoring goals last year, it was because she was playing uh, right wing and Ismita was playing right wing back behind her. Mm-hmm. And they were really able to get this good progression thing going, no matter which one was in the front or in the back. And I think we saw that again a little bit in this tournament. And I thought it was really interesting, but we don't have anyone else who can play on the other side. So question mark. <laughs> It is funny since they, in theory, should be players who are like in competition with each other <laughs> and yet they've developed this really good rapport on the field. So yeah. And they that. just make each other better. It's yeah. Actually <laughs> <really> nice. <laughs> I kind of feel though that Ash doesn't have that. I mean, I know Ash has that really competitive spirit on the field, but I kind of feel that she doesn't have that kind of ego almost yeah. about her as a player that, that she just, 
slots in wherever she's needed and she plays however is best to play. And I think that's one of the reasons why she's such a fan favourite is that you can <laughs> tell there's no ego about it. It's all just about the team and making sure the team does as well as they can do, um, mm-hmm. which is really unusual, I think, for a, for a professional football player, you know, somebody at the top of the game. Usually there's a little bit more ego about them. And, and I just don't think that Ash has that. I think it's also interesting that she plays well with somebody in her equivalent position, because I know that mm-hmm. when she talked about play moving up to the wing, she talked about how she understood how, you know, the different positions and working with somebody, working then with the fullback and having an understanding of the, you know, having played in both roles, working out where to be. And kind of that logic is perhaps also why she combines really well with Rhea. Um, mm-hmm. who's another player who has played fullback and they seem to understand and trust each other to cover. And so there's something there perhaps with her and Azzy. But mm-hmm. just going back to um, <laughs> discussion of Drew, I thought just one of the things that was interesting is she did have, even from watching on the TV, it was very clear that she had like really great ball control and she had like, she could see the pass. But going mm-hmm. to what Sean, Sean was saying is she never quite felt like she had was playing at her capacity that felt like she was holding something back and and I don't know what that feeling is or why it felt like that watching her um so it was never a doubt about her class it was something about that she wasn't somehow involved as much as she might be and that sometimes she was perhaps giving up on things or not you know it is pre-season maybe again not at full throttle but it didn't feel like she was at the same sort of putting the same energy in as Angarad did when she came in. Um, yeah, it's a bit about body language, wasn't it, as well? I think it just it just didn't feel like, you know, there was that energy maybe. I that... felt like Evelina was at the same kind of rate of fitness, yeah. though. And I, it's, it's got to be part of that, like, Euros hangover, CONCACAF hangover, you know, because um, Shalina had it a little bit too, frankly. Yeah, that yeah there sense. were a couple of players looking slow. I think, like, Evelina was not good in the first game I thought but I thought she yeah. was quite good in the second game and I do feel like if we'd seen Drew in the second game we might have seen a little bit more from her and I was also wondering whether part of it was like there were a lot of times especially in the first half where we could not string two passes together like we just <laughs> didn't have the ball and so I'm kind of wondering whether it's like and I know that Chelsea does like a good counterattack, to be fair, but Drew hasn't been playing all that many minutes. But I just wonder whether, like, like well, for Chelsea, that is. I just wonder whether she would look like she was more involved in giving everything if we had, like, more sustained periods of possession in that first half rather than just, like, constantly being out of possession, constantly losing second balls, like, constantly getting our passes cut out, et cetera, et cetera. I think the team overall, like in both games, the first half was just not very good. And we grew into the game, which I guess is a good thing in the sense of we have that extra gear to get up to. Um, Cause I think that kind of speaks to mentality as well, but we definitely need to be starting games better when the real season starts. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much the heat had to do with that. Oh, I think it had a lot to do with it because, you know, when we talked to, Rianne, especially after the game, she kind of alluded to that. So, and it was humid. It was hot and it was humid. And it was, it was sunny. humid. Yeah, very humid. Yeah, especially in that second game. It it like the first game. It was like more in the evening, so it had at least started cooling down already. But they'd been like, mm-hmm. you know, they'd been 
they were super jet lagged and like training in the heat and then mm-hmm. like rocking up to this game, which is at like 1 a.m. their time. And it's still like 75 degrees out, which to us felt cool, but to them probably didn't. <laughs> and then the second game being like at, at two in the afternoon, it was really hot. It was really, really hot that day. Really, really sunny. Mm-hmm. Like all our, like Celine and Evelina had towels on their heads, as I'm sure you <laughs> saw floating around the internet. <laughs> So let's jump forwards because we haven't talked about our forwards yet. And that was obviously where there was the most change. We had lots of new signings to look at and to think about. Um, Obviously, Nicola got off to the fast start that we were all hoping for. What are we thinking about her as our new big woman up front? I love her. Uh, I just think she's the best. I had questions, as you know, when we talked about signing her, I was like, obviously she can shoot. Obviously she seems to have good instincts for getting into positions, but like unclear how fast she is and and whether she can be that pressing trigger that Brianne seems to like her center forward to be unclear whether she can pass at all because that just was not in any of her compilations and a whole (laughs) bunch of other things you might like your players to do. I was just like, I don't know. Anyway, saw her she kind of seemed like she was still figuring out the press in the first half second half she got it instantly and even the press created the goal we also saw that she could in fact pass when better players were making runs around her than she had at her old club uh and I not only saw her do backwards facing layoffs but she would like come back and get the ball and then play like pretty nice balls down the line for the wingers to run run onto so it seems like she can pass in multiple directions and in like sort of multiple passing ranges, both the short game and the medium game. Uh, and I really liked that. And watching the way she took that finish, I was like, hell yeah. I don't think we really have that many other players who, who finish that every time. And I think Nicola will be that player. And she's also, she's, she's a unit. She like, people are just bouncing <laughs> off her. She is She's just, I don't think she actually is six feet, like her Wikipedia says, but she's still like 5'10 and she's just so physically dominant. I am fully Nicola pilled. I am in on Nicola. I'm so ready to see what she can do in the WSL. I think like some of that maybe won't translate as quickly, but I think it'll, to me, it's clear that it'll get there. I think it's good to call out the physicality of her game too, because that was something I was worried about with Rachel Williams leaving the team that we were really going to be missing her physicality. Um, And yeah, like I agree, Nicola is just so composed. Um, I feel like she shows a maturity in her game that's like beyond her years. So that's really promising. And with some of our other new signings, um, I think Ellie Brazil, she didn't really get a whole lot of game time in the first match. But in the second one, I know Abby and I were both really impressed with her work rate, Um, just being able to like take on players on the wing. And I think we, when we were talking to the players, they were all talking about wanting to build those partnerships up front. Um, And I feel like you could see that, especially with like even players who have been with the squad, like Jessica Naz and Roz. They, they really have a good partnership going this year, it looks like. And we, we kind of saw that at the beginning or the end of last season, too, with the last goal that we scored. So, yeah, I think also like in the second game, Roz was good. She was, yeah, she really was. good. She, she seemed to have was, the best fitness out of yeah. any of the players who had been involved in summer action. So that was kind of surprising. Her, her passes were coming off 
and she was putting in good work defensively and she did get that goal. Uh, and I just thought like basically everything she tried worked and I don't know whether it was a fitness thing or whether she has made a mental breakthrough or something, or whether she was getting to play striker, which she always says she is, but she played well. And I was pleased to see that because I know we give her a lot of stick for some of the less developed sides of her game. And I was like, if I see this player going forward, I'm, absolutely happy for her to be here and I think she'd be a great option do you disagree so, Rachel <laughs> no no it's nice to hear that Abby it's all in on Ros now as well as Nicola I absolutely am all in on Nicola Nicola was fabulous she has that sort of Harry Kane backing into players disrupting mm-hmm. the game presence she definitely has the on the ball skills to hold up play and pass around and yeah I'm very excited for Nicola I have to say I don't know. I, I Ros did play well and it's going to take more than one game for me to, to trust in it as there's been so many games of frustration, but I, I am fair. hopeful. <laughs> I, I definitely, I mean, I have recognized that she does a lot of work defensively for a while. It is the passing, especially, and the sort of forward and the striking. I don't know, Sean, how, where, where are you on the Nicola Ros? rest of our forward players bandwagon <laughs> uh well i have to confess that the the second half of the second game i didn't get to watch because i was busy doing other things if they'd only they'd done a later game um but um so i missed the excellence of ross although i, I remember <laughs> being very excited by her scoring a goal and i went and watched it, it was like basically a penalty from a little bit further back so um which we know she can score penalties so yes in the heat of game but the ball came to her when there wasn't anybody anywhere close to her really she had she had time to to compose herself and to to whack it at the goal so um great to see her getting on the score sheet something other than a penalty but um yeah I mean I've seen her play well in in bursts in the past but it's the consistency and it's the finding the finding where the goal is um you know from a from a similar position to a penalty you'd, you'd hope she knew where the goal was really um I, I absolutely hope she she proves us all wrong and it comes on this season and scores lots of goals and becomes our top scorer um because you know she's been at the club for a little while now and you know she's obviously committed to to what we're doing uh Nicola yeah great to see uh you know somebody with such potential I'd be interested to see you know I, it is difficult when you're watching a team who haven't played together very much and but she did show some some good moments and you know as as you say that goal showed some some positive potential for her i think you know we were a little bit worried she might not yet be ready but it looks like she's she's pretty much there i think in terms of stop being one of the starting players so it gives us more options and yeah excited to see what happens little little moments throughout the games where the the attacking options look like they might be something exciting just got to wait and see whether they can do that once the season starts and, and if they can do that consistently um, and, and, you know, not have to be running back and helping the defence as much as they were a little bit in these games, because obviously we need strikers to be up the field waiting for the ball some of the time, at least, because that was a large part of our problem last season was Rachel was too often in the midfield and not up top. So looking forward to uh, seeing players who like to stay in the box. And we should give a shout out to Jess, probably, because she also had, she didn't score, but she had some pretty decent game time where she looked good. She's just coming back from injury. 
-hmm. I thought that she combined pretty well actually with Ramona she was the one player where there seemed to be a connection building with Ramona even though it didn't kind of amount to very much down the right hand side especially in the first game and we haven't talked about our other new player Celine who um laid the ball off for Nicola um after some very nice footwork just around the box um she's we're going to talk a little bit more about her I guess later but she seemed bright yeah definitely she made an instant impact I would say yeah I saw her play a little bit for Norway in the Euros um she came on in one of the games I was watching and I I remember thinking oh you know she's actually making an impact she's bright and and working hard on getting the ball into attacking positions and things so yeah really excited to see what she can bring to the side and um, as you say we'll talk a bit more about her but um, yeah I think a really interesting signing. If we're thinking about the game or both games together what are the things that make you the most optimistic? Well I think those though you know I think there were moments weren't there throughout the games where there was understanding starting to happen where there was um, little bits of uh, 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 of things that maybe they've been working on coming together so I think you can see that the work is ongoing and that there's still lots to do, but you can start to see some of it coming together. And I think having, I think the attacking potential is, is greater than we had last season with with players mm-hmm. kind of able to link up together and, and work together more than we had last season when in the end we were really left with Rachel and not a lot else. So, yeah, from that perspective, I, you know, excited uh, optimistic about those those players coming together and hopefully getting more goals than we had last year. Yeah, I would echo that about our attack looking a lot stronger this season already. And I think that's down largely to the new signings, which is encouraging, especially since they're just getting started within the side. You know, we talked about the formation tweaking that Rian did throughout these games. And in the moment, it was kind of concerning. <laughs> um, but I think the fact that she's, trying out so many different formations in preseason is a sign that we're looking to be a little more agile in the regular season. Uh, Cause there were definitely times last season where it seemed like we didn't have a, a plan B always. So I'm excited to see just a little more fluidity within the formation. And like I said earlier, I think the mentality is already there um, being able to step up into that second year when needed. So those are encouraging signs for me. Excellent. How about things that concern you? Are there places where you're still not convinced or you want hoping that there's a lot of work happening behind the scenes over the next two weeks? Yeah, well, I think like we've said, I think defensively it's it's where I'm concerned with the injuries that we've got. What's the cover, what you know, what's plan B in, in defense or and getting the understanding, bringing Amy Turner into the centre back and, and making that that work, you know. She's obviously a great player and and got a lot, you know, I'm sure we'll bring a lot to the to this club, but we need to be getting that understanding between her and the other centre-backs. And it'd be interesting to see what happens. Is Rianne planning on kind of doing three centre-backs sometimes and two others? And how's that going to work with the understanding? And, and um, will they be able to cope with those changes? Those are the kind of issues for me from that tournament. Yeah, I think in- integrating Amy Turner into the defense is really the biggest like challenge right now because you kind of hate to see, you know, that Shalina and Molly like band breaking up situation. Uh, and also as an admitted latecomer to the Karis Harrop fan club, 
I think we missed her quite a bit in these games. Uh, so hopefully her injury is not going to be a super long-term thing. Cause I think we definitely would like to see her back soon, but oh, otherwise I think it's just the defense, you know, and, and just building the chemistry with all the players that have come in, but I think we're on the right step with that. Congratulations to Karis Harrop though, who whilst not on, yes. uh, on has got engaged. So uh, congratulations to Karis and her partner. Oh, I didn't know that. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, congratulations, Karis. Now come back. We need you. Don't spend all your time planning weddings. Not interesting. Yes. <laughs> I guess my, my other worry, I was just thinking is, like you, I, I want that defence to get sorted out. It's also a kind of question, which is, is Ellie, is Jess, is Roz, are any of our wing wingers going to kind of become really strong? We've got a lot of wingers with a lot of potential. And it feels like we need some of them to just step up and be a bit more consistent. And again, like you, I thought Ellie really fast. I mean, we've got a lot of speed there and she had some good ideas. And so she was quite clever sometimes about what she did where defenders were coming at her so that she didn't just lose the ball. She would win a, you know, she'd win a throw or a corner or something rather than Mm -hmm. just um, having a turnover. But at the same time, it's not entirely clear what her end product is going to be. But that's more a question than a concern. So Caroline, especially, we said we were going to ask you, and you sort of started alluding to this already, about sort of things that were different about seeing the team live as opposed to watching on TV. I mean, I guess it was fun. That's the first question is, did you enjoy it? (laughs) Oh, definitely. I mean, there's just no comparison between like a live game and watching on TV, obviously. Um, And really, I wouldn't say that it was that, there were many things that surprised me. It was more like it just confirmed the ideas I already had about the team and the players, like, especially, um, you know, Ash Neville, everyone always says you have to see her live. And like, that's definitely true. Um, but at the same time, like I wasn't surprised by how brilliant she was. (laughs) I don't know. I think, like I said, the only thing that really stuck out to me was just that we do seem like a different team than we were beginning of last season. When we had kit, we had Rhea. Um, we're just, we're kind of having to adapt to being more playing out more from the, from the wide lanes. I feel like we, our midfield is still sort of underdeveloped at the moment, but hopefully as the new signings get integrated, that will change. What do we think that the, what do you think the team got out of the tournament? Well, it's, it's minutes in the tank, isn't it? Um, and, and time together, which hadn't had before. And, and I think, as ever with any kind of tournament, it's not just about what happens on the pitch, it's about what happens off the pitch. That's one of the reasons for going abroad and spending time together as a as a squad. And uh, through social media, we saw a lot of what looked like quite fun activities that they were getting up to and doing and things. So I'm sure the bonding within the squad has grown just through doing those as well. So um, I think and, and I think that's hugely important, particularly with bringing in, you know, the new players and things. So that just you know, the minutes, a little bit of understanding of each other and, and play um, some playing under different circumstances, playing in heat that we don't normally play in and against sides that we don't normally play against um, and a little bit of fun away from the pitch, hopefully. Yeah, I loved seeing that the team got to train alongside Oil Rain because um, y'all may have seen the video of one of our young academy players getting advice from Megan Rapino and Jess Fishlock. I thought that was just awesome and a cool experience for them. And I think on the pitch as well, 
this was a good opportunity for Rianne to do a little bit of tinkering and experimenting without any high stakes attached to it. Um, Cause you know, I think we've, we've kind of talked about before, like the back three might be something that she wants to utilize more this season. So it was good to see that um, get the team getting some practice with that formation. And we might see that more often this year. Yeah. And talking about the Academy player who met uh, Megan Rapino, that was Lena Gunning Williams, who didn't get any game time on this trip, but maybe her being there is a sign that she, like Izzy Lane last year, may get a little bit of um, first team time this year. And that'll be interesting to see. Probably not in the WSL, at least initially. It's more likely to come in a Conti Cup game. But she's clearly mm. the academy player who at the moment is sort of on the up and we may get to see more from. As I said at the top of the pod, Caroline and Abby managed to chat with a few players and with our manager while they were out in Louisville. So we're now going to hear from Shalina, Jess and Kaya. Apologies, the recording sound on Jess's interview in particular is a little bit dodgy just because there was so much noise in the stadium and then we're going to hear in a little bit more detail from Rianne who has lots to say both about the game but also perhaps more interestingly about how she's approaching the next season and integrating new players into the squad. I'm Caroline. I'm with N17 Women Podcast, and I've got my co-host Abby here as well. So Hello. first off, um, you had a great summer with uh, Canada, Team Canada. Do you want to say anything about how that experience went this summer? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think it's always an honor to play for your country. And, you know, we went to the tournament and we qualified for the World Cup. That was our objective. You know, we wanted to win the tournament, but I think we'll learn a lot from that, that loss to the U.S. in the final and uh, we'll be stronger for it. So I know that with all the international tournaments this summer, um, the team kind of got a little later start to preseason um, and players coming in at different times. So what's the process been of integrating the new signings and how has that been going so far? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I put a lot of emphasis on our culture here and I think we are, you know, we are a welcoming bunch and we want to get the best out of new players and, and all the players. So I think. All of them have felt really welcome coming into the squad and um, you know they've brought a lot of their own individual identity which has been great to see and I think you know we had a slow first half and uh, myself included but I think we showed a lot of character in coming out in the second half and, and putting out a performance we can be proud of in the second half so we're just building on that and, and we'll continue to get better from that. Yeah definitely and what are your goals going to be for the rest of the tournament? Yeah, I think we want to find a way to win games. And I think, you know, today we you could see us pushing at the all the way to the end, but we need to do that um, right from the start. So I think that's a, it's a learning for us at, the, at this point. And um, yeah, we'll take that learning seriously and, and we'll look at individually how we can be better and then uh, find ways to win. Uh, so I was wondering, how did you find Club America as an opponent compared to some of the WSL opponents that you faced? Yeah, you know, I think obviously you can see it was a very physical game and, and a lot of, you know, 1v1 battles and duels and um, a bit scrappy at times from both of us. So, um, but I, I think, you know, they have a lot of um, attacking power and, you know, they love to dribble and, and get numbers in the box. So I think, yeah, they pre presented some challenges for us for sure. And, and we'll have to clean up on, on the two goals um, and we'll look to do that. But, you know, credit to them. Um, they, they started well. 
Thank you so much. Um, we're with In 17 Women. We're a new podcast about Spurs women. So we're excited to have y'all come over to the States for the first time. Uh, what has your response been from the fans here? Yeah, it's been great. It's been loud. It's been good to come to a big stadium. I've seen so many fans come out. It's been good. And I bet it felt good to get the first minutes in for the preseason. So what do you think you learned today from the performance tonight? I think it was about, you know, building relationships with players. Mm -hmm. um, getting used to playing on such a big pitch and I guess a different opponent. I think we, we learned a lot and the second half I think we came out stronger and I think we deserved to get maybe a second half. So yeah, it was good, good overall. on it. Yeah, perfect. And I know there have been a lot of new signings coming in, so are there any players in particular that you've been working with and hoping to link up with? Yeah, I think just the whole front line, so we have Celine, Ellie Brazil, mm -hmm. uh, Nikki, so just building partnerships, trying to build a little partnerships so we can get more goals and you know just bounce off each other in training perfect what are your goals for the season coming up for the WSL season yeah look, I think um, obviously we've got high hopes in terms of goals from last season we want to do better than we did last season we finished in the top five um, last year and just missed out on a Champions League spot so ideally we want to be in that top three in the in a Champions League spot do better than we did last year and uh, you know it's early days in pre-season but I think a long season ahead so uh, looking forward to getting back with the girls and putting in some work. So we've signed quite a few new players so far, haven't we? So how's the what's the process been like of incorporating the new players into the squad and the system? Yeah, the new players have gelled in really well with the rest of the group. Um, yeah, I think they're just great people, kind of first and foremost, which I think that's um, what it seems to be one of Rianne's kind of recruitment policies is like we have to have kind of good people come in and yeah, all the girls that have joined the team. Uh, have been welcomed with open arms and yeah just good people good teammates and yeah starting to gel and get those connections on the park um, which is is nice so a few more weeks I think will do us good and and hopefully hit the ground running for the season ahead. Awesome. Okay so we're with N17 Women Podcast and I know this is the first time that Spurs women have been able to come over to the U.S. So it's a huge opportunity for U.S. fans to see the team. So how has the team been enjoying the experience of the U.S. tour so far? Yeah, I think it's been fantastic. Everybody's been so welcoming and it's just been so nice. The way that the tournament's been organized and the fans and all the rest of it. And obviously with clubs from all over the world, it's just such a fantastic opportunity. So I think we're, you know, we're getting used to the, the like over the jet lag side of things and all of that and the adjustments, which has taken a little bit of time, to be honest. But obviously, you know, in terms of the area and everybody's looking after us brilliant. So, yeah, we're really looking forward to continuing to see the fans and keep getting the, the fans in this stadium for the last couple of games. Mm -hmm. Thanks. And so I know we have like a whole bunch of new signings uh, who are here with us. And I was wondering uh, to you, what's most important about getting those new signings incorporated in the team and how are you approaching that? That's a big question. Yeah, <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot going on in that one. Right. Um, so basically, I think the most important thing when you're recruiting is to make sure that obviously the playing style that we're trying to do is 
it suits their strengths really so obviously when we try and get them to that point we want them to be able to walk through the door knowing that they're going to be able to play to their strengths so it's something that they really feel a part of really quickly it sort of helps like the integration process really so they know from what I've said to them before they get here what value I think they'll add to the team and then it enables them to just kind of flow into the team without thinking they've got to change things you know dramatically um, so that's the first part of it but the other part of it is obviously in terms of the character so we do a lot of work on the characters that come into the building that we want to try and make sure that the dynamic of the team is important because our culture is absolutely vital to the success of the team so you know we're hardest working team and we want to find the way to win and so we've got to have people of the same mentality to do that so again you know when you've got people that fit that and they walk into a room full of people that also do that it just kind of helps to get everybody on the same page even more so we we do a lot of work on and off the pitch to try and show that these these new players are here because they continue to add value to what it is that we're building and the journey that we're on so yeah you know we make training quite tough as well in terms of challenging because we need to test the resilience and all the rest of it and how you're going to respond and how we're going to work together and how are we going to get over those challenges like we've had today you know and and that's going to help us to grow ready for the start of the season it's quite a big question, so it's quite a long answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Sorry. I think you covered it better. <laughs> <I appreciated that. laughs> and so with the WSL season coming up, I know the team has been on a pretty meteoric rise through the top flight over the past few years. So what are, what are the goals going into this season? How are we approaching it? I think every season we've got to get better. That's the most important thing. So obviously, as you've said, you know, in the last three years, that those are the three seasons that we've been in the WSL. So it's quite significant, like where we've got to. But the biggest thing is we're not settling and we're not sitting back on our heels now. We've got so much more still to do. So every transfer window, we've got to add value to the team. Every time we play, we've got to evolve what we're capable of doing in terms of our performance. And we've got to stick to our principles and, and deliver them at the highest level possible. So our performances need to be more consistent second half of the season this year than what they were last season that's definitely a, a goal for us and we want to try and increase our goal difference as well because that's the thing that was you know a big difference between us and who finished fourth so mm -hmm. so there's obvious measures that we can look at but internally I think you know we've got a lot of positives in terms of our culture but we've just got to turn it into more wins. Yeah, great. And about tonight, um, could you tell me one or two things you learned from the game against Club America? Yeah, I think, you know what, in the first 30 minutes it was a, it was a steep learning curve because obviously we're, you know, we're, we're three weeks into pre-season so we're coming in against a team that's played six games in their season so we knew that was going to be tough um, but I don't think we actually displayed that we knew it was going to be tough in the first 30 minutes and so that obviously cost us and caused us a problem really but we had to change a little bit of the tactical shape to make sure that we were blocking out some of the problems that they were causing which helped us to get to half time and then second half, you know, they knew it wasn't up to the standards that we wanted and we are a couple of couple of yards off things which you know wouldn't be the case by the end of the pre-season but second half the response was fantastic. So I think the learning points are we're now in it and we've got to get up to speed quickly. And then the other side to it is it showed me a lot about the character of the team and the, the way that the subs have been able to impact the game and they've obviously wanted to come in and you know, Celine and Nikki have combined to create a goal, which is fantastic from two new players. So I think that side of it will just help us to keep building relationships within the team to move forward. Yeah, it's great to have you all over here in the States. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, thank it's you, great Maria. to see you. Mm -hmm. Thank Thanks you so much.
So as we've already been discussing and as we've heard in these interviews, there have been a lot of transfers over the summer. We've talked about most of our new players in some detail already with previous podcasts spending time on Drew, Ellie, Ramona, Nicola, Amy and Angrad. But just after our last podcast was recorded and before the tournament, we found out that Celine Bizet had signed for Spurs and indeed went on to play in Louisville. Celine is a 20-year-old Norwegian player. She was signed with PSG for another year and Spurs actually bought out her contract, something which is relatively rare in the women's game and so shows a new level of ambition for the club. As Sean noted earlier, she played some minutes for the Norwegian team in the Euros this summer and even put a foul in on Leah Williamson for which she was given a yellow card and which produced a fair amount of backlash from England fans. She's also someone who's been widely spoken about as a player for the future and features on lots of one to watch lists. So it's very exciting that she's come to Spurs. But where do you think she might fit into the team? Well, like we said earlier, when uh, she subbed in, I think it was into the first game, you saw an immediate impact. Um, She's a very dynamic player. She already seems to have formed a really good partnership with Angrad James as well, which is exciting. And I think, like we were saying with Nicola, these are two players who are young, but they're very focused. They're very mature. you know, I, I didn't know much about her before she signed with us. I'll be totally honest, but I'm already excited about her just from seeing her in a few, you know, preseason games. Yeah. And I think it's, it's another, it's another young player, isn't it? Which I mean, is no surprise really with Rianne being involved in decision-making, you know, we know that she's spent a lot of time with youth setups and things. So she knows those players coming through and, and is used to, you know, training those players and working with those players. Um, so. It's, it's great to see that. I mean, there is a question mark then about experience, um, but then you've got Rosella and players, you know, in those in those roles as well who have more experience. But yeah, I mean, as I say, when I saw her, I when we signed her, I, I was think I suddenly went, oh yeah, no, I did. She came on for Norway in one of the games I saw before the England game and, you know, felt she made a difference in terms of some attacking um just just really kind of impetus and you know fresh legs and and really going for it so I'm excited to see what she could bring and I think you know it's always you know she's a young player but she's playing for Norway who are a good side and you know are a better side than they they were in the Euros so really you know looking forward to seeing what she can bring and hopefully you know learn from the players around her and uh, I mean I think it's a shame in many ways that Rachel Williams hasn't stayed I think, you know, the the kind of uh, mentorship that she could bring to those kind of players would be immense. But, you know, Rachel's felt she needed to go back with her former manager and, and, and go to Man United. So, yeah, I mean, lots of exciting young players and she's just one of those. But playing for a nation who I think, you know, is, is of a good standard and is already playing for her for the full national team. So really exciting. Yeah, and she's even scored for Norway. So she's somebody who, again, knows how to find the back of the net. She's very good with the ball at her feet. She's got a lot of skills. So a lot of her clips on YouTube, they're all full of sort of fancy footwork and nice skills. Abby, do you have anything to say about Celine? Yeah, I think it sounds like everybody who knows stuff about young players in Europe is really jealous of us for for signing her and I 
Uh, I haven't seen all that much of her other than what we saw in free season. But yeah, she looks really fun. Really, really fun. I think one thing I noticed in particular in the tournament was uh, she times her runs really well. Uh, it looks like she's pretty strong at carrying the ball into space and that, um, you know, she's got a good pass on her as well. And she just looks like a really fun and exciting player. And it's really cool that she's decided to come play for us. I remember saying, like, if I had been more familiar with her and I'd heard a rumor that she was coming to London, I would not have assumed it was us. I would have assumed it was Chelsea or Arsenal. So I think it's a really good move for us. And I really like what I've seen so far. I think she's going to be really fun to watch. I think she's especially going to be really fun to watch with Nicola. I feel like they've already started developing a little partnership and it's just really nice to see. Yeah, definitely going to make some of our games more exciting. You know, hopefully that's going to bring in more fans and keep them watching because you want to have those players who have that spark who can make something happen. So, yeah. So it looks like we probably are at the end of the transfers. So if we're now looking back at all of the players who have left and the players who've come in, how would you rate our transfer window overall? So marks out of 10 for a transfer window where zero is we're screwed and 10 is blimey, we're amazing. We're going to win the league. And what's no, Maybe five? not win the league, but like we've done everything we possibly could to strengthen. And I'm super confident with this team now. Where are we? I need a little more detail on this scale. Is five like... <laughs> are we having like a normal distribution of possibilities here? Like is five just like... Is five we replaced everybody who left? Or is that yeah, like five seven? Is, five is stasis. Like we, we basically managed to keep the strengths we had and the weaknesses we had. And we're pretty much okay. Thank you. I feel like you knew what I wanted as like a fellow qualitative research person sometimes um, oh gosh I feel like I shouldn't go first I want to wait and hear what you guys all said but I feel like it's a strong 6.5 which might sound pessimistic so maybe I should upgrade that to a seven I think we have replaced everybody who has left I don't think we've replaced everyone who's injured uh but I do think we've done a good job finding players who will cover, especially our more long-term injuries like Kit and Rhea, but also be able to work well with them when they get back. I think we've done a 10 out of 10 job buying exciting young players, maybe nine out of 10, because I know there's like other players that like City have gotten, for instance, in Chelsea. But so nine out of 10 getting really fun, exciting young players. Um, and all in all, I don't know that we will we, I don't think we'll break into the top three. I don't know that we will challenge for fourth. I do think we'll close the gap to the top four because for a while I was like, I don't know, I think we're going to regress. Now I think we will be closer in that gap with the transfers we've made, but I don't think we're going to make it this year. So that's why I'm not rating it any higher. Um, I do think we're going to make a little bit more of a gap on the other side because I don't know that any of the other mid-table clubs have made great business. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I'm feeling. I'm like, 
optimistic and really excited to watch, but I don't think we're going to be making any great leaps this year. You don't have to give league predictions this for this pod. Next pod, we're going to have proper predictions for the where we're going to finish the end of the season. Okay, well, but, you can so, see if I changed my mind or not. <laughs> yeah, we've got, we've got one more preseason game. I'm pretty similar. I think I would probably give it a solid seven. And before the tournament, I might have been a little more negative, but I think just seeing the new signings actually in action, I'm feeling better about our attack. Maybe not the defense, but definitely the attack. (laughs) But I think that's a good point, Abby, that like we've replaced outgoing players, but we still have that question hanging in the air of can we get through the season well enough until our our really key players like Kit and Rhea and now Karis, I guess, uh, come back from injury. So it's, yeah, it's, it's the thing of like, I think we had a good transfer window, but it could have been better. And I'm usually too optimistic. So I'm trying to like temper myself right now. Same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to be boring and say, yeah, seven seems to be about right to me. I mean, it might push up to an eight once we've kind of seen the players gel together a little bit more. Um, my concern is, is like you say, those covering the players who are injured, um, and, you know, we've seen Kits on the grass, Esther's on the grass, but we haven't seen anything of Rio or Keris in any um, anything. So that worries me about where they're at in terms. I mean, we saw Rio was there for media day in her kit, you know, doing all the photos and things, but we haven't seen her in any kind of um, training videos anywhere, you know. So, well, well, I think we saw her around the table with the other injured parties but we haven't seen her on the grass or anything like that which we have now seen for Esther and we have seen for Kit so worries me all we know about Rhea is that she eats yogurt without raisins for which I am a hundred percent on her side you do not put raisins (laughs) in yogurt that is disgusting so I now know that Rhea has good raisin sense (laughs) this is not a question I would have ever considered is that like a normal topping for yogurt because not for me (laughs) No, obviously just at the Spurs Rehab Centre, they put raisins in and then you have to take them out. Look at them trying to be They can be very nutritious. They're very high in protein, I think, for fruit. So that's good for them. Sorry, I derailed you there, Sean. Keep going. Um, Yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, I think a a solid seven so far. Um, Replaced the people who've left, but not necessarily the people who are out short term. And I guess... From our perspective, the difficulty is we don't know how long they're out for. Rianne will have a better idea of how long they're out for, um, but we know that the club do not easily give out information about injuries. So, but as I say, from from what we've seen, it doesn't feel like any of them are due back anytime soon, really. So uh, Esther kicking the ball for the first time in six months this week, I think, um, is you know, I think they're they're a little way off actually being back in the first team. So I think it's going to be an interesting start when we've got lots of new players gelling uh, still and the, uh, a lot of players out injured. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you guys. Seven seems, six six four five seven seems pretty fair. I think that we've got a little bit more depth of players who I would not be wincing if I saw them coming on. Um so there are players who it feels like could come on and could make a difference. And that was something we really lacked last season, but it is still going to, our season is still going to perhaps depend on when those players who are out injured come back and what they're able to bring. Um, and also that no more of our defensive line goes out injured. 
Yeah, so I think I would feel healthy. a little bit more, yeah, a little bit more confident if we had one more fullback signing before the window closes. But at the moment, we don't think that's going to happen. Okay, I think that's going to be it for today. So can I, um, before we go, say thank you everybody for listening. Can uh, subscribe to our podcast wherever you find your podcasts give us a review if you enjoy it and in the meanwhile you can find all of us on various social media but especially twitter uh, abby where can people find you i am at abby rose meow on twitter and also everywhere else but you know and caroline i'm at cg stefko and i'm rarely on instagram so don't bother finding me there <laughs> And Sean? Uh, I'm Sean underscore Wallace on Twitter. I'm not on Instagram. Yeah, I'm not on Instagram very much either. And I'm Spurs Women blog on Twitter. And we are going to be back with our next podcast, not that long away. Um, and we're going to be looking at Spurs last well, at least the last open pre-season game, which is against Chelsea. Me and Sean are both going to be going to watch and doing some pre-season predictions. So that's going to be the next one. But thank you all for listening.